This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today on the program, we welcome Andrew Hitchcock from Finder and Small Engine Repair back to the Handyman Hangout. The cold temps are here. Wow, that was it was like summer, and on Tuesday, and then it was uh, cold. I know. Now, now it's cold. Uh, you know I mean? Yeah, it's it's not. I don't. I wouldn't classify it as cold. No. I mean, we don't have a coat yet. No, that's right? true. That's true. It's, but it's cool, and it's for cool. Southerners, cool. sixty is oh, like you know. I, look, I, I know. Right. I'm so, loving it. I am too. All right, and uh, you can join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So uh, how are you fellas doing this morning? I'm doing great. And good. Couldn't so, be better. What are you working on? What's what's going on? All right, now, Dell, I told you to come up with something small. <laughs> well, I want to hear about you guys pouring concrete this morning. I want to, you know, Right now, um we're at the end of a demolition, so um, we just got a few walls to take down and move a few doors. So it's that's about as small as it's going to be. Was it a fun demolition? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, you like hammer swinging kind of? Filled up a big dumpster. Uh, you know, it's, it's yes. Because, you know, when you watch the HGTV uh, shows, that's like the really satisfying part when the first one swings the hammer, you know? Yes. And, of course, on TV, as you're watching this, what happens, she swings the hammer once. And then they go out and give it to the construction folks <laughs> right. after they take the picture, and then right. you know they go fix it. But yeah, sledgehammers and, and the big pry bars. We yeah, lots of fun and, and uh, <laughs> lots of fun. Plenty of uh, M three masks. You know, so much dust in there and stuff. Oh, oh man, it was terrible. It what was... about you, Jeff? What are you working on? Man? Well, I actually worked on my bathroom sink. Wow, did you? Yes, yes. What did Cl- you do? Clogged up your sink, and clogged. we unclogged it. Oh my oh, gosh! Man. All by yourself? Well, well, <laughs> I had some help with my from my wife. Right. Oh, okay. The plumber in yeah. the family. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We've we've been we've been actually um, doing some things around the house that have been needing um, some paint and just just trying to get ready for um, uh, fall and, and right. winter. So cleaning gutters and. And doing mm-hmm. some last minute painting. I thought I thought about the idea that my gutters needed cleaning this weekend, and I looked at it real hard. Yeah, it's not, it's not. Fun. It's still there. It's a necessary yeah. evil. Right. All right. Well, I'm going to imagine it doesn't need cleaning one more weekend. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll have to get. Well, it you know, it's the balloon fest in, in Natchez, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. That would be an excuse not to do. The it gutters. would be. <laughs> so. uh Andy, it's been a minute since you've been here. Yeah. Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. Yeah. What are you working on, man? I got a lot of irons in the fire. Um, it's because it's getting cold. People are starting to bring their stuff in to get winterized. So, right. Uh, but it's slowing down, which is good because it's been a crazy year. Uh-huh. Um, still working on finishing up that FJ40 restoration we started oh, almost wow. three years ago now, and then we bought a track of land not too far from Lake Caroline, and we're starting to figure out how we're going to develop it and. Oh, really? House plans we won and all wow. that. Hey, I mean, go ahead and make a skateboard park. I think Madison's yeah, fine with that. They would love that. Yeah. 
<laughs> now, is this, uh, this is uh, going to be a one house? Yeah. So, oh, like nice. Jeff's yeah. selling nice. already, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, so um, uh, at this time of the year, all right, I got to tell you guys my lawn thing, all right, this time of the year. So my wife and I decided on, on Saturday, all right, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and knock this yard out. She went and she did the back. And I was going to do the front. And so anyway, we went after it. But after I was done, it, we both sat there and had this conversation. Is that the last one? Ooh, not is, that, is that the last one? I'm like, if that's the last one, we can put this up for good. And but I I had a thought in my mind that maybe there's one more left. I don't think it's the last one. And no. it bummed me out so bad that I didn't even take the mower back to the shed <laughs> to keep it. <laughs> I was just I'm so done with it. I'm so ready to be be over that I'm mistreating my mechanics now uh, because I'm ready. What what happens this time of year? What am I supposed to do? Um, well. <laughs> Mississippi's kind of weird, you know. Sometimes winters can or summers can stretch into November. Sometimes. Right, that's so true. You never know. I mean, we 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 might be in winter right now. We may still be in summer. Who knows? Uh, who knows? You're uh, right. If you want to take uh, take your chances and winterize now, um, you say this is your last cut. I would go ahead and run the gas out of it, uh-huh. get it completely dry. Um, so even if you don't have uh, like. Uh, grass to mow i can just like sit there in a lawn chair and hold the thing up <laughs> yeah maybe tie it down or something yeah. so it won't go anywhere yeah, it sounds completely safe <laughs> right you know? uh, keep the kids and dogs away from it right uh yeah something like that you could pour the gas out but there's always going to be some gas in the carburetor so you need to run that out and then uh you know probably a good time to change the air filter getting it ready for next season the oil uh i would probably suggest blasting uh all the grass and dirt and crud off the bottom of it and right. maybe getting some fluid film like an oil or something just to keep it from rusting wow. over the season it's already beginning this is insane yeah. all right nor to call is 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 uh, or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org i got an email right here from this past Saturday's uh, airing of the show. Listening to your show this morning, and I've got a question for you about a broken door latch. Okay, you ready for this, guys? Mm-hmm. All right, I have a glass door with a white metal frame, one and three-quarter inch thick. It's uh, more heavy than the typical storm door, but it has no identifying role, uh, identifying info as to the brand name. It connects my sunroom to the screen porch and likely was installed years ago along with the screen porch. The latch has broken, and I can't find a replacement. It has a deadbolt and a latch which cur- with curved handles. The door has six vertical holes for uh, the latch, two larger holes, each with two smaller holes for the screws. The latch seems more heavy-duty than most storm door latches I have bought and returned four different ones and none fit. Um, several of the uh, big box stores and several, several building supply stores were no help. I've looked online also. Any ideas? It, it sounds like a Larson. A Larson? That's, that's what it sounds like. Someone Larson. stole her lock? No, no, no. A <laughs> Larson storm door. Oh, oh, uh, okay. Go, go to. Brand name. Yeah, yeah. Go to go uh, get online. Um, look up Larson. It's, it's, I really and truly think that's what it is. And um, I think I would go as far as to order a door latch, even if I had to drill another hole. If, if, if 
if my if my door latch would fit, I would I'd buy Larson and I would I would use it even if I had to drill another hole in it. Well, she did say right here at the end. That's funny you say that because she said I can maybe drill new holes, but I'm afraid it might break the glass. Well, it's a nice door, and I hate to have to replace it. The glass should not be anywhere near where that latch is going to be drilled in. So okay. Hmm. Yeah, on the other option is probably a locksmith or someone that you know works with those gadgets. Might well, and, and could yeah, could possibly make the old one work again. Mm-hmm. That's something a locksmith. A lot do. of those doors, they're not the same size as a regular door, so the lock has got to be just right for it. Right. You know, we've had that problem with bar doors trying to find locks to fit and uh, things like that. Oh, it's amazing. It's it's always when you're looking, if you've got a, a thing. I noticed uh, my wife and I bought this chest, you know, like this uh, cedar chest. Mm-hmm. Well, it had a lock on it. And if you go to try to find anything compatible for it, mm-hmm. it is it is a total needle in a haystack. There's a billion parts up on this, you know, huge wall. And you're just like, you know what? Let's just not invite invite anybody to the house, so we'll never get stolen. I, I, I think everybody I know has a cedar chest with a bad lock on it. Really, including yeah. us. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a requirement. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Time for us to take our first break of the hour, and today we're looking to help you with your fall home improvement projects. Call us with your questions, comments, or just tell us what project you're working on. And, of course, Andy is here for your small engine repair needs. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Online.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member all from one place. Get connected now at MPBOnline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601. Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is here, and uh, today we're talking to Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. You can join the conversation this morning with your uh, home improvement questions calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go to uh, Mike in Picayune. He's got a question about removing tile from concrete. This could be back-breaking and fun or not. Mike, how's it going? Hey, it's going. <laughs> uh, yeah, the question is this. I'm removing some ceramic tile from some concrete on a slab, and uh, I'm wondering what's the easiest way, in your opinion, of getting the thin set off after the uh, tile is off. Air hammer? Okay. Um, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah, you're real close. Um uh, go to your local rental store, buy, I mean, buy, rent a pneumatic hammer uh, you, it, and tell them you need a six-inch blade on it. 
Um, like a, it looks like a big paddle. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it mm. will it will chip that right up. Won't harm the concrete and and uh, it's a strong back and weak mind. That's that's right. all there is to it. All right. Thanks for your advice. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's the best way. Just uh, turn on MPB and start working. There you go. That's mm-hmm. it. All right. Good day. Thank you, sir. Keep on. Uh, you got another email here real quick that I wanted to cover. Uh, hi, guys. Love the show, but work and life mean I only get to hear on the occasional broadcast. But back in spring of 2017, I think it was, you had a show on foundation repair. Okay. All right. We've got a 90-year-old home with a classical foundation, pillars with a sagging floor. I followed one of the suggestions on the show and had a structural engineer do an assessment of our foundation and write up a report of what is wrong and what needs fixing. Wow, good job. Okay, keep going. What I need now is a contractor who can make the repairs called for in the report. And how do I find the right uh, uh, contractor? Uh, He says he's in Columbus. It's a small town. There's uh, no company there dedicated to foundation repair. Um I do know that first things first, something that you've mentioned on this show before, Jeff, is going to uh, the State Board of Contractors online, uh, which would be the MSBOC. That's right. Um, go Start there or go to your local um, uh, Home Builders Association. Um, we, we, we have one in that area. Uh, call them up. Hey, who, who do you recommend for foundation repair? Um, can't, if you can't find someone local, um, call Jackson. Uh, they, they, they will be more than happy to travel to Columbus. It's not that far. Um, so or for that matter, he could call Tupelo or yeah, somebody in Starville. Yeah. And, and, the, yeah, and we've got several reputable, uh, foundation people around the state. So, right. So I'd start at M, uh, MSBOC. Yep. Um, Mississippi board of contractors and, mm-hmm. Uh, your local home builders association chapter, right. uh, and and is there a way easily he can find that? Let's see, uh, Google, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Google cool. it. Well, there you go. All right, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Talking to uh, Andrew today, and we're talking about the uh, small engine repair stuff, and um, so a lot of people are asking about emptying the gas tank. Before now, you were talking about running the gas out. Mm-hmm. So, but you can like kind of tip it over and empty the gas first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. So let's be let's be environmentally friendly about this and not pour the gas all over your yard. But what should you do with that? Well, most cars and trucks can run gas that's a few months old without any problem. But mm-hmm. if it's questionable, if you don't know, mm-hmm. put it in an airtight container. Um, you could, well. If you if you the only thing I know what to do with uh-huh. it is to take it to the um, Mississippi Department of Environmental Quality. They have a hazardous waste disposal day. Oh, okay. Um, so you could you could certainly take it there, and any other questionable right. stuff you may ha- have laying around your shop or something. It's a good way to get rid of old paint and <clears throat> right. oil and acid. And hey, you know what? I need to tell a neighbor that he's had uh, like. Six can- paint cans on the side of the road for a couple of weeks. I keep yeah. telling them they're not yeah, going to take that. No, <laughs> but you know, I, I think I think what they really want you to do with paint, what what we've been told, is uh-huh. take the lid off and let it dry. Really? Yeah. Now hmm. it's a lot easier for the homeowner to get rid of it than a contractor. Really? Yeah. Um, but that that's what they tell us: take the lid off and let it dry. 
Okay. Well, they tell you uh, on. The, I'm going down a list here of things that they're telling you that you know you can do to keep uh, winterizing your lawnmower. Now I know you're the pro also, so you could have written this list. However, I'm going to go over what they say. Who, whatever. Anyway, change the oil. Uh, obviously, it says follow the instructions on the owner's manual. Is that something you should do every year? Yeah, definitely. You should do it at least once a season if you're a homeowner. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're using it in more of a commercial type thing or you have larger yards, you probably do it several times a season. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I mean, you, you I don't have three to. three-year-old oil <laughs> yeah, ain't going to yeah, get it anymore. No, no, definitely. <laughs> uh, you don't have to change it at the end of the season, uh, but you just need to change it. Once a, once a season. So if you do it in the summer, change it next summer. So if you do it in the summer, you don't have to change it at the end of the summer. Just do it once a year. Right. That makes sense. All right. Um, oh, by the way, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can go to fixit101 at mpbonline.org to send an email. What we have with us this morning are two contractors uh, that work with home improvements and homemaking. And then we have a gentleman here this morning who is a small engine repair mechanic. Uh, Oh, wait, small engine specialist? You want a better title? Uh, Whatever you feel appropriate. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know he's a light chemist, too. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Engineer. Engineer, yeah. Engineer, yeah, okay. They'll right. get technical, which... That's uh. right. All right, 877-MPB-RING. All these folks are here to answer your questions for free. Let's keep on moving. Clean the entire lawnmower. Now, you mentioned this a few moments ago, uh, Andrew, that that cleaning the entire lawnmower, I, I want to give a, uh, a story to that. I had a lawnmower years ago that I was so proud. This lawnmower was eight years old old that engine would never stop it was amazing and darn if the whole thing just didn't rust out altogether. and <laughs> yeah. and i could not figure out how to, how to fix it it just you know so i had this great engine that mm-hmm. ran perfect on one pole every time and now the mower is literally disintegrating underneath yeah. the engine you have seen it happen before it's sad is that is that what causes it? it's keeping your mower like dirty and like when I get the the when you get the grass off there, you notice that the stuff underneath is wet. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming. Yeah, it just it, it accumulates and it corrodes and eats through the metal. So keep it dry. Don't leave it out in the elements and mm-hmm. try to keep that wet grass from staying on it all the time. All right. Yeah. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Just got an email about that screen door lock. And it says, you know what, just replace one. It took, uh, it said, just replaced one, took forever found, uh, finding. Found online at edlocks.com. That's mm. edlocks.com. That must be like a specialized. Yeah, yeah, that, that <clears throat> sounds like a great uh, website to go to. Right, edlocks.com. The brand of lock that worked for mine was Marks. Okay. The name of the brand was Marks. So there we go. That's how you can get your problem solved this morning, not only by our three experts in the room, but by those out there listening, too. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. So uh, what what am I going to do with my weed eater at this point? Just throw it in the throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Right, yeah. It's not even worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. No, no. Just – Run the gas out. Make sure you're putting non-ethanol gas in there, by the way, uh, and just kind of pray because sometimes that's the all that gets you through. Right. The, 
that it'll make it through the season. I mean, sometimes you can do everything right and you go to start up and it just it won't okay. Work. So uh, you got to answer this question for me. Look, we've been making engines and things that turn for quite a long time. Yeah. What? Why can't they make a weed eater, man? For well, I, <laughs> for I, under two hundred dollars, this that is just fast my opinion, season. and I'm not an expert. Right. Um, but I, I, I tried to think through that one night. I think I was having trouble sleeping. I was in the shower having these deep thoughts. It can't be just as easy as they got to sell another weed eater. No, right? no, um, weed eaters and chainsaws and anything small like that, a two cycle, they have to be able to run at all these different angles. Uh-huh. And so they can't have a typical bowl and float valve like a normal lawnmower would have. So right. they have mm-hmm. to have these carburetors with a diaphragm that acts as a little fuel pump. Right. And those diaphragms are what are susceptible to the ethanol fuel. So mm. that's just kind of the really? nature that, of the beast. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. Um, now that all just came into yeah. <laughs> focus. And, and, yeah. and two, Andrew, the fact mm. that they probably run at 10,000 RPM. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's not helping matters. No, no. Okay. Those, those little things and, are and, running. Is that difficult to replace on something like a, a weed eater, like that little diaphragm that, that pushes the fuel? Yeah. Um, for a normal homeowner, it would be very difficult. So this is but, why places like, first of all, you exist, because you can get to that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so why don't they make it out of a material that would last longer? I think they haven't found that material yet. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, doesn't it make sense to spend a little bit more money? I, I've had the same weed eater, um, and I don't even know the brand, but wow, I've had the same weed eater for for no. Again, again. Wait a minute. My wife uses it now. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, but. I've had this thing for years now. Uh-huh. Now it wasn't cheap, you know. It, it, right. it wasn't the it wasn't the hundred dollar. It wasn't the seventy nine ninety nine. No, you know? no, no, no. Came with a free extra spool. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, this this was pricey. <laughs> yeah, no. I, what I tell people is get a higher end one, but get one that you can service yourself. I think stills are the best, but the problem with the still is. If it does have an issue, mm-hmm. you got to take it to a steel dealer because they're the only people that can get parts for them. I think they're the best uh-huh. in the business, but that's the yeah. only way to get them fixed. And parts are not cheap, and paying an authorized dealer is not cheap either. All right. So that's why I recommend Echo. Uh, it's a it's a real high quality machine. It's not on par with steel yet, but mm-hmm. it's it's close. Um, mm-hmm. And you can buy parts on Amazon. If your carburetor goes out, you buy a replacement carburetor for ten dollars. Okay, Echo yeah, is the brand yeah, you're you can talking buy about. Them at uh, Home Depot. Okay. Yeah, I love them. I've got one and it's probably 15 or 20 years old. Just still, wow. still kicking. That's a heck yeah. of an endorsement, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. All right, number to call is 877 MPB Ring. That's 877-672-7464. And um oh, 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 you can send an email too. We've already answered a couple of those today. Fix it 101 at mpbonline.org is the email address. All right, folks, here we go. It's time for another break. We're going to be sharing tips about winterizing your lawnmower and answering any other small engine questions you may have for our friend Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. The proper. So stay tuned and uh, also continue to call us. There you go. This is live radio, folks. MPB Think Radio. Thank you. 
Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, and our guest for the hour, Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back on our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast on our uh, MPB public media app or your favorite podcast app. As a matter of fact, if you've heard a show in the past that uh, maybe speaks to uh, issue that you're having now, it might not have been important for you to listen to the plumbing show, say, a year ago, but it might be now. You can go and check that out on podcast. All that uh, material is out there. All right, uh, real quick, I wanted to get to this email before we moved on to another question online. What needs to be, this is from BJ, what needs to be done about the leftover gas that is left in the gas can at the end of the grass cutting season? Well, it's like what I just said, take it to I mean you could put it in an old truck or something mm-hmm. it'll run it fine but if it's really questionable discolored right. getting thick and you know nasty take it to the MDQ hazardous uh waste disposal okay. I don't know that date offhand but I'm sure it's on the website Well let's say let's say you wanted to keep that gas for those season can you do that They make products um stabilizers, fuel stabilizers one called Stable uh-huh. uh some people have success with it but I've gotten a lot of machines that have stable in it that have Died anyway. Died anyway. Okay. So I, I think that's what happened to mine. Yeah. I, I feel like stable fixes a lot of problems, but it may also cause some more. So I, I don't know. Okay. Um, all right. One of the other things that I wanted to mention was sharpening your blade. Mm-hmm. Before we go to Jim, I'm going to go to uh, Jim and Jackson just a second. But sharpening your blade uh, with with such high RPMs, why does it matter if you sharpen your blade? Well, if the blade is dull, then it starts slapping the grass instead of actually cutting it. And that, that that's bad for two reasons that I know of. The, mm. the, 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 the first thing is because it slaps instead of cuts. It's like, oh, how do I describe it? It, it, it takes a lot of the power away from the motor. So it can't cut as fast. It causes right. it to bog down, uh-huh. uh, which makes lawn mowing a pain and right, uh, right. it takes a long time and it's hard on your engine. Mm-hmm. Now the other thing from a, a grass health standpoint is when you slap the grass instead of cut it, it, it kind of tears the end off of it and it calls it increases the surface area of the, the tip of the grass, which oh. causes a lot, which can really increase the amount of fungus and um, bad stuff that can get into that grass and really uh, deteriorate its health. So Man, you convinced nice, me completely. Yeah, yeah. Get a nice clean cut, and it's you get a much healthier lawn. <laughs> it's a lot more important than I thought it yeah, was. That's yeah. cool. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, you're killing your lawn by not. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go to Jim and Jackson. Uh, he's got a question about some small engine repair stuff. What's going on, Jim? Well, I, ha- I have a gas leaf blower, and when I push the little gas bulb prior to starting it, gas squirts out uh, right where the hose goes into the tank. Mm-hmm. Is this something I could put some bubble gum around to seal it off, or how best to fix that? I hear Jason laughing, but the well, for I, I actually have had customers with bubble gum around their fuel line, so that's it's funny you should ask that. The answer to that question is no, bubble gum will not hold the gas in. Uh, is there a where the fuel line goes into the, the the fuel tank? Is there a grommet, or does the fuel line go directly into the plastic fuel tank? There's a grommet. Okay. I would just replace that grommet. You can get them on the internet or at your uh, a small engine shop for super cheap. Um, 
if, if the grommet itself has failed, replace the grommet. Sometimes the fuel lines can shrink because of the ethanol. Maybe just grabbing them with a piece of, with a, some pliers or something and pulling out just maybe a quarter of an inch will bring a healthy section of pipe through the grommet where it's not shrunk. And sometimes that will fix the leak too. Do you carry that repair part at your shop? I have no idea. I don't know what the model number is, the part number. I could probably get it for you, though, and repair it for you also. As long as it's not a still. Yeah. But I will say this. When the grommet's failing, that's usually an indicator that everything else around there needs to be replaced. So I would go ahead and replace the fuel lines and fuel filter while you were there. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Look at him throwing in that upsell right yeah, here. Yeah, just table. let him bring That's it to your shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> bring it in. You can, mm-hmm. you can have it out by tomorrow. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. So can I sharpen my blade at my house? Sure. Um, like if I got a Dremel tool, something like that, I yeah, can sharpen? Yeah, yeah. Some people use a Dremel or a file. I use an angle grinder with a flat mm-hmm. disc. But you do need to take your blade off because you, you don't want to sharpen the, the ground side of the blade. You want to sharpen the the side of the blade that points to the bottom of the mower, uh, the motor. Excuse me. Nice. So you do need to take the, uh, the blade off. That's really good to know. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. All right. Um, so that way we know which side. Yeah. Yeah. Now okay. they do make. Um, now how are you supposed to balance it if you do it? Now it does need to be balanced. It correct? does. As long as, I mean, if it's a healthy blade. Yeah. But not, but chunks that aren't missing out right, of it. Right. You could probably get away with not balancing it. But you could, uh, you know, it's got a hole through the middle of it. Yeah. So what some people do is they take a screwdriver and they'll put the screwdriver through the hole and lift it up. And if it. If it right. balances, then it, it's balanced. And if it doesn't, well, they'll add, take a little material from whatever side they need to to get it to hmm. to balance. So. Okay. All right. So you can do that at home. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Uh, do you, do you want to make your blade sharp like a knife or is it a certain angle you want on there? Uh, oh, nice. I would try to keep 22. the angle that's on there already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you don't want a sharp angle <laughs> because, I mean, it, yeah, it will cut your grass fast and nice. But the problem is... Uh, a low angle like that will wear out much quicker. So you want a thicker angle that'll that'll last. Another thing is to be careful is when you take that blade off, make sure you tighten it back on because you don't want that thing spinning off. Oh, oh no, yes. yeah, yes. no, 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 no. no. Okay. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> All right, Jim. I hope I hope that helped out. Let's. Uh, you know what? Let's just do this. Sam is in Hattiesburg, and he's got a question oh, about. You know, I told everybody whatever you want to call about a car transmission. Sam, go for it. Um, yeah, I, I know this ain't got to do with y'all topic. Uh, uh, the thing is, you know, I know with a car, you know, you, you know, you change all, uh, so many miles or whatever, but, uh, I was just interested in general, uh, how long should a person, you know, you know, wait, how many miles in your car should uh, tra- change that to transmission fluid? You know, I know it varies from car to car, but, you know, could you give me something like a mid-range or something, you know? Uh, well, I can tell you, uh, Sam, we heard on our Thursday 10 a.m. show, Autocorrect, um, she mentioned that one time about um, that being uh, that being more along the lines of when you change your tires or something like that. I, f- I forget when it was. No, oh, that can't be right. Maybe huh? 50,000? I mean, I, I, I know when, like, I, I, <clears throat> I do land cruisers, and uh-huh. they even say – some people will say never, never, almost. right? I, Just I, check I'm, the I'm, check the level and the color of it, and if it's red, leave it. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. The last time I 
had a transmission service and have you do you currently have a problem sam uh, uh no but uh uh someone had told me you know the car that i have that you know after like seventy thousand miles you know you have a problem with the transmission so i was just wondering you know like uh you know like in general uh how often should a person change their transmission fluid and filter on their car you know because you know you change your oil you know extend the life on your car you know, so I don't want to have no problem with uh, transmission uh, when I, I can prevent it. Like, prevent it mainly is the answer most things, you know. You know uh, that's so. really something you don't change. Yeah, I had, Sam, I'm telling you, I had a, uh, a vehicle years ago, and the mechanic at the dealership, okay, at the dealership told me, don't you ever let anyone untighten a bolt on that transmission. Yeah. Don't ever take yeah. don't ever get into that transmission. It will work as long as no one touches it. Yeah, yeah. I've heard so many yeah. stories where yeah. somebody will change the fluid and uh-huh. then it never works again. Right. Yeah. So and it's it's it varies so much by automobile. We, right. I don't think we can give you an answer. I think you would need to call the dealership you bought it from and get them to tell you. You, you know, if if you think about the heat difference between your engine and your transmission, it's 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 when you think about it that way, transmission is cold, engine's hot. Right. Your oil temperature. Right. So it's there's. I don't think there's a lot of wear and tear and stress on that transmission fluid. Right. Unless you're doing a lot to of be, hauling. You to know, be quite honest. Right. Uh, you turn yeah, if you're up. pulling a big load, then obviously you got a transmission cooler and th- those type things. But anyway... We're getting an area I right. know nothing about. Okay, <laughs> talking, uh, one of the things that we wanted to bring up this morning is some of the home improvement tips and some of the things that come up this time of year. And uh, one of the things brought up here was a fence. This time of the year, all of a sudden, uh, your your privacy fence or, or your chain lake, anything else that needs shoring up this time of year, um, especially, folks, if you have a pool, you're going to want everything shored up around around that area. But the privacy fences, uh, repair and replacing slats, you know, one here, one there, one bent back or whatever, you know, you can replace those. Uh, leveling posts, uh, repairing a leaning post requires detaching the existing fence from the post. Um, I don't know if you've ever had to do this before, but if a tree or some sort of big plant grows near a post, it, it, because the post may be one bag of of uh, quick creek, you know, that may be on the ground, but a, a plant can move a post fairly easily. Yes. Um, a re, uh, replacing a post. This is neat, but uh, don't do what Jason did. I broke, I broke the post at the bottom. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody here just went. Yeah. That 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 required a shovel, right? Yes, that required a shovel. Otherwise, you know, you can do that with a rope of some sort. Um, but you, but no, I had and to your dig truck. it out. And your truck. And your truck. And yeah, your truck. I had to dig it out with my shovel and hands, and it was miserable. By the way, the bag of concrete I apparently used was a sixty-pound bag. So, sixty or an eighty. Right. Yeah, one of those two. I felt it either way. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Can, can I add to that list? Sure. Uh, drainage, folks. Rainy yes. season is coming. Make sure Ooh. that you have proper drainage yes. around your outbuildings, around your home. There's nothing more damaging to the foundation of your home with, if you do not have proper 
drainage. So. Right, right. And that, that will be the one thing that can take out – it doesn't matter how much your – doesn't matter how much your uh, home costs. Yeah. I mean, it, that was just reminded – we were just reminded of this for the folks in uh, Mexico Beach That's, in Florida. Yeah, sure. You know? and, 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 too, there, there's typically no warranty. Uh, after your home is six years old, there's no warranty on that foundation unless you have – Purchased a extended warranty, so make sure your your drainage and 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 that can be something that is created over time. You know, you put flower beds in, a neighbor builds beside you, or whatever. Look at at proper drainage, and and you know if it's draining or not. You walk out there, your yard's soggy, it's not draining. So, uh, so it's very important to keep an eye on that. So number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can uh, send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. And ooh, 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 it's time for our last break of the day. We're taking care of your small engines today with Andrew Hitchcock from Small Engine Repair and any other home improvement projects you may have. So you can stay tuned and uh, also continue to call us in with your questions, requests, comments. And uh, now that we've mowed the lawn, fixed your leaning fence, what is the number one backyard game? No way you're going to get this. No way you're going to get this. That will get people to marvel at your work. We'll have an answer after the break. Stay tuned. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And we're back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And our guest today for the hour is Andrew Hitchcock from Fondren Small Engine Repair. And if you missed any part of today's show, you can always listen back to our website at mpbonline.org slash fixit101 or by podcast or on our MPB Public Media app or your favorite podcast app. Either way, join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I'm going to tell you in just a moment what the number one backyard game is. But I'm going to talk to John first because he brings up something we haven't talked about yet today, which is a really big issue this time of year. Yes. Generators. What's going on, John? Just trying to survive. There hope you everybody's, go. Hope, hope everybody's had that coffee this morning. Uh, <laughs> got a quick question. Uh, I've had some some luck with this uh, Magic Joy juice you buy at uh, Lowe's, putting it into a carburetor. Uh, on the lawnmower and let it sit a little while and the lawnmower cranks up finally. Not so much luck with the generator. I have a 5,500 watt uh, generator I think I bought from um, uh, Home Depot. I can't remember the brand. It's one of their brands. Um, it has a regular Briggs and Stratton engine in it. I have a feeling even though I drained the gasoline that uh, some gasoline must have st- stayed in the in the unit because now I try to Crank it up and no dice. Now, what I've had, what I've had a little luck doing, just trying to uh, narrow down the possibilities, is that I've um, taken some ether and sprayed it into the air intake and cranked it up, and just for a second, everything works, you know. But then immediately dies on me. 
at least that tells me the electrical system part of it is working. Um, any idea short of having that carburetor rebuilt? That's the question. Yeah, well, you were right on the money with trying the ether, and you did. You've narrowed it down to the fuel system. That's um, right. Yeah, so good job on that. Uh, there's two things that you can do. Uh, a lot of the larger Brig and Stratons, uh, and you'll have a, a fairly large horizontal shaft engine on a 5,500-watt generator like that, will have a drain plug on the carburetor bowl. Some of them will have two. They'll have the bolt that holds the bowl on, and they'll have a plug, a separate drain, just for draining the fuel. If you've got one, your only shot would be to open that valve up and see if any fuel comes out. And if it does, let it drain out, keep the valve open, put some fresh fuel in the tank, and let that drain out through that thing. And then, uh, you know, tighten it back up, put some more fresh fuel in there and see if it cranks. But if that does not work, your only option is going to be to get the carb rebuilt. Let me ask you about the carburetor rebuilt. Years ago, I hate to tell you how many years ago it was, I used to be able to rebuild carburetors, uh, carters, and the like on all old automobiles. Uh, is there anything more difficult than that when it comes <laughs> no, to No, it's <laughs> far, far easier than a car, um, a car carburetor. Far more easy. Yeah. I yeah. can buy kits for it and, and go from there, right? You don't need, you usually don't even, when was the last time it ran? Uh, it's been, oh shoot, the last hurricane, uh, which is, I think, um, 2005. Oh gosh. Oh. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I you probably need to buy up. a new carb. Yeah. I, I would occasionally start it up, mm-hmm. but this, this period of time, I must have waited too long. And, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, don't get a kit. Just go on, find the model number of your engine, Google yeah. that number, find a parts diagram, find the carburetor on that diagram, get the part number of the carburetor, and then paste that part number into Amazon or eBay, mm-hmm. buy that carburetor, install it, and forget about it. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. What, what order of magnitude am I looking at with respect to the replaceable carburetor? Is that a... $50 item, $100 item, $200 item, what am I looking at? Are you just are you going to install it yourself? Yeah. Oh, um I've seen them go from 15 to 50, so you're not looking oh, at a lot. Not bad, not bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. wow. Everybody have a second cup of coffee on me and thank, thank you. Thank you, sir. We appreciate <laughs> thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I was trying to follow there. I was. Does that mean he's going to bring it to us? Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Okay. The number one backyard game. And uh, I said going into the break, I looked at the three of you and said, "You're never going to get it." And Andrew looked up at me and he said, "Cornhole." <laughs> yes. First shot. Uh, it is the number one backyard game. Really easy to DIY too. It's sure. a, it's a really cool game that you can DIY. It's 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 roughly a couple of uh, ramps with holes in them, um, and it's fun. It is fun. <laughs> so there you go. That is now the number one game. And we were talking about horseshoes possibly back in the day, but we can't think of any children who might know what those are. So <laughs> right. All right. Let's go to Diane in Ocean Springs, and you're talking about the skirts in the trailer park are warped. Yeah, the skirts around all the trailers in the park, mm-hmm. including mine, has holes at the bottom. Mm-hmm. I guess the weather and all of that. But is there a way to prevent that or to make, you know, what can I do about that? The 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 bottom edge there, a lot of times, uh, <laughs> I think the weed eater gets those a lot from people doing uh, 
work around those because it's just mainly the stuff that they use for uh trailer the skirts is either a vinyl like siding type well, product some. yeah something wow. of that nature um uh, another thing too animals can be getting under there because it kind of gives them a place to go right kind of shelter mm-hmm. so um now you could do garden blocks all the way around that sure you know, yeah. um, uh, really break you, it up. You could do that. You could do some fishing line around it. Anything to keep. If it's something crawling under it, and I suspect that's what's going on. Right. Something's crawling under that because it's it's out of the elements. It's right. probably warm. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. There you go. I don't know. Guarding, guarding. What else? Guarding. Guarding, guarding block. blocks. Guarding you know, blocks. Uh, stones. Yeah. Yeah. Those little bricks. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, oh, 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 get this. Just for you, Andrew. All right, got an email in from, uh, and I don't think they want to say their name. No, okay, George. I can vouch for the durability of an Echo Weed Eater. <laughs> Had one blow out the back of a truck in front of me going about 60. <laughs> Could not catch up with the truck it blew out of. Replaced a chip spark plug from the impact and not had a problem the past three years. Wow. <laughs> Driving around and just... Uh, he's going to find you now. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, you know what? I knew I lost that. Uh, yeah, I lost Got to find this weary. George guy. Right. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, good good deal. Um, and All right, so I'm going to say that you vouch for those, by the way. Yeah, they're great. Like if someone asked me, I'm going to say, yeah, our, our small engine repair guy said these are the ones. Mm-hmm. All right, there we go. All right, we've got time for one more question if you want to do it. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Talking today about things to get ready for the fall time, not 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 winter time yet, but, but definitely fall time. Um, what's the first thing? Uh, what's the first thing you should check when your lawnmower won't start? Pull the air filter and try to crank it again. Really? Mm-hmm. That's usually the number one thing people just don't worry about. And is they, the air filter? Yeah, and it gets clogged up, and they the engine can't pull any air, and it won't start. So, now pull the I, air filter. I cleaned mine one time, but on the instructions it said to put oil on the filter, and um, yeah, like like some kind of like keep it kind of moist, something to keep uh, it moist. But I, they said don't use water. Yeah, definitely don't use water. I yeah. mean, I, oil will ruin an air filter too. It must have been. A, was it an aftermarket air filter? Uh, yeah, on the wall at the place. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, or sheen, like hairspray or something? <laughs> no, no, kind of like a, uh, kind of like just a moistening. I mean, I've found that any oil or gas or anything like that that gets on those things, the uh-huh. problem is that it mixes with the dust that's in there already in it. Cakes cool. up. Yeah, right. it cakes up and it creates this impermeable layer, and then it doesn't work anymore. So You know, I, I, I know what you're talking about, Jason. I, I, I used to do that to my dirt bikes all the time. Oh, yeah. I would, I would, yeah, I'd clean my, my filter with uh, with gasoline, and then I would spray it down with a light oil. Yeah, yeah. And but those uh, weren't paper filters, though. No, right? no, no, yeah. no. These are these are um, uh, sponge. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but lawnmowers don't have sponge. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah, because right. yeah. I had a K&N filter on one of my cars one time, and it right. required the oil. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's a whole yeah. other animal. Okay. So. Real quick, let's get this last question. Hattie is in past Christian, and uh, a trailer skirt comment. Maybe you can help us fix it, Hattie. What's going on? Hey, so I have a friend who lives in a trailer, and she was having that skirt problem. 
from the weed eater. Uh-huh. So what she did is she took um, tiles that you would put on, um, like, shingle tiles mm-hmm. for your roof. She put it around the trailer and then put the skirt on top of it, and she didn't have to weed eat anymore. She was just able to run the mower. So she just killed the, the grass right up under the skirt. Yep. Cool. And then you don't have to weed eat anymore. We did it under our fence. It's awesome. I, hey, there's an idea. I, I get what you're saying. If you, in other words, it would be the same as say when I said put a garden block or a, you know one of those uh, garden concrete things there. That's kind of what I was talking about is giving it, you know, six inches from the from the thing to not let any grass to grow. So you just use um, some slate. There you go. Yeah. All right. There we go, folks. We we did another hour somehow. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. John Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Del Moore, Jeff Simmons, and Andrew Hitchcock, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.